0: I'm Aaron Weindrub, and this is Inside Kurdistan. So, last episode was about migrant worker exploitation, so, it made a lot of sense to me that this week we would be focusing on socks. Um, okay, in all seriousness, I actually haven't been focusing much on small business development uh, here in Erbil and in KRI in general. And so we went to film a small feature on uh, the local business here, Namo Socks, uh, which is a sock-focused startup founded by Namo Rasool. Uh, and you can check out the link to the video you can check out the link in the video below to see the socks, and I've also included a link to Namo's website below. Uh, but beyond talking about the inspiration for his business here, uh, Namo and I discussed the obstacles of starting a company in Kurdistan, both with uh, dealing with local government uh, as well as navigating an international market, uh, coming from a country with both an unfavorable currency and growing up with an unfavorable passport. So if you're interested in establishing a business here, Namo actually had some really interesting points uh, to make in our brief conversation uh, that we did in his shop while we filmed. Uh, So with that said, I'll just turn it over to him. Namo, happy Thursday. How are you?
1: I'm doing very well. Hopefully you're the same.
0: Yeah, I'm doing all right. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to start, uh, but let's just talk about. <laughs> we just did a short interview for uh, a, you know, a little two-minute video that we're doing, and you referenced uh sort of how socks were um, sort of a form of rebellion for you because your dad always made you wear boring socks. Yeah, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like uh, when I was uh, fourteen to fifteen, I was very interested in color socks. I was uh, obsessed with them, mm-hmm. and my father wouldn't let me go uh, like wear color socks and just going to visit our relatives and he was just standing outside of my room and he was double checking that i'm wearing black or gray socks and then we will uh, we went to our relative uh, house. That is visiting them. Yeah, the,
0: it's the cutest form of childhood rebellion yeah. <laughs> that I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's funny because men's clothes are usually really boring. Like it's like we get white, gray, blue, and then black. And then if you're going crazy, you get brown sometimes. But like I don't know, I feel like. You could probably speak on this a little better, but like, how is men's fashion around here changing more? Because I feel like you're a very fashion-forward person.
1: Um, <laughs> just uh, not like fashion, but we can say old-fashioned. I'm very classic yeah. with what I'm wearing, except the socks. I can be as wild as I can for <laughs> the socks. I don't, I don't mind wearing any color. Uh, it brights all the outfit that I wear. But uh, yeah, we can, we can uh, definitely say that. But. The thing is, with the uh, with the fashion, sometimes it's going in the wrong direction, like not wearing socks at all.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, so you're, you're so you're anti loafer.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and oh, sometimes they like most of the time they are wearing uh, socks that that is not even showing mm. that they are wearing socks, so the ankle is showing and it's very something hard on the eyes to mm. be honest okay so you don't like yeah i was trying to, not like well yeah because of the business of course
0: okay that's fair <laughs> <laughs> it's a financial and,
1: yeah and uh, it was also like uh, because some of the them they were having problem with the socks mm. that's why because the, the they use a lot of polyester or nylon on the fabric mm. which is uh, uh, bother the skin that's why they were uh, wearing uh, short socks or uh, the socks that not even showing on their uh, on their shoes. That's why we were trying to solve the problems. Like you can wear these kind of socks, will not bother your skin, and will not sweat, will pr- solve all of your problems, and will g- give a compliment to your outfit.
0: So this is the first interview I've ever done about... Uh anything even related to this topic. So uh, like I guess <laughs> a lot of the time we do like more political stuff and more um, um, sort of big picture, like uh, things about like the state of Iraq and Kurdistan and things like that. And this is about socks. Um, so I, um, I guess, l- first of all, you, you've had a lot of success uh, in the short time that your business has been around. And, and why do you think socks have really, f- why you, you've had success because like any business that, that is beginning, you're trying to meet a need. So what does that need for, for quality socks that you see here?
1: Well, uh, first of all, we uh, brought a smart wool fabric, mm. which is, uh, I don't think it's ever been in Kurdistan before, that kind of a fabric, because it's really pure wool, uh, merino wool uh, fabric. We use 100% of the fabric. We don't use any nylon or polyester in the fabric, except for our short socks. Uh, we, we use uh, 35% of organic cotton, which is the best cotton. Like when you... Touch the fabric, you feel it's a bit thick, but when you wear it, you will be addicted to that uh, fabric because uh, it's like massaging your feet. It's it's very soft. It is nice. Yeah, thank yeah. you, thank you. And uh, because a lot of people, uh, even even myself, I was facing uh, issues with the bad smell and sweating a lot. So when whenever we, I was invited to a house for delicious dolma I was rejecting it because of my socks. I couldn't um, I couldn't take my shoes off. Well,
0: that's an interesting cultural point that uh, you bring <laughs> up because a lot of people here don't understand that like it's like a, everyone takes their shoes off when they go in the house. Yes. So socks are a bigger deal in general <laughs> out here. Yeah, people don't normally walk around barefoot. People normally uh, have socks. Um have you had any uh, uh, commentary from like especially uh, uh, guys about like sort of providing more colorful socks and more um, more variety uh, for for fashionable socks?
1: Uh, because we have another service which is uh, custom made socks mm. like we can custom socks on upon your design, your logo, your name, anything you want, we can put it on the socks so, we had a lot of that uh, in orders as well, mm-hmm. like uh, Star Wars. One of the things that I'm very proud of is we made a custom design for a fight club, but we don't talk about it. Ah,
0: but um, because of the ah, Yeah, because of because the first the, rule of, of, the of the fight and club. And the second rule as well. Uh, can you give me the numbers uh, since you've started your business? What, uh, how, how Just just give me the layout. How are you um,
1: doing? Uh, because our, we have a different target. Mm-hmm. We have uh, B2C, B2B, and mm-hmm. B2G for b2c business to customers we have target from 15 to 75 uh, uh, years old both genders so that's why we have different options like we have solid colors culture colors and we have uh, different uh, color socks Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, for the b2b we also uh, made two big orders for two different companies which was one of them uh, was 150 pair of socks for their for their uh For their staff for their employees Mm -hmm. and the other one was 210 we were blessed by that and since the beginning of namo socks till now we sold over 3250 pair of socks with no bad feedback because one of the things that we uh, get we offer to the customers because we focus on the people not the product we offer them a refund service service in case you don't like the quality you'll be refunded and if the socks didn't last for two years you will also be refunded
0: well, Smart Wool. Okay, I can speak to this because I went to uh, University of Oregon, which is a very cold, rainy place. Smart Wool is a fantastic fabric. It is. So, yeah, it is. yeah, one yeah. of
1: one of the best fabrics.
0: I had those socks for years and years and years before I moved out here. Uh, but I'm curious also about establishing uh, a small business here because I'm curious about some of the challenges you face with just getting things started. Because you started during the pandemic, which has yes. been a lot of small businesses uh, closed. Uh, so it's kind of interesting to see that dynamic, the the, the contrast uh, with you.
1: True. Uh, the thing the thing is is if you want if you are very passionate about your work, uh, you have to lower your expenses and you have to play it safe because no one knows what is going to happen. For tomorrow, uh, you are starting a business. It's totally fine to not have an office or secretary or mm. anything that is related to the big businesses. You one day you will reach there, but it doesn't have to be in the beginning. Uh, so, you have to lower your expenses as much as you can. At the beginning of NamoSox, I couldn't, like, I didn't n- have any knowledge, or I'd have only basic knowledge about business, about marketing, sales, management, or social media, uh, all of that. So, I participated in different programs uh, that were uh, organized uh, by the uh, organizations, and I, it was very helpful. We can, like, I can talk about it, like Vim Foundation, Taquin Accelerator, uh, OC, the Orange Corner, Erbil, and Gota Orange Institute. Right yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, they were amazing. Uh, yeah. They helped me a lot. They, uh, I gained a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience, and I was trying to develop it in the business immediately. Mm-hmm. Because once you start a business, it's like a baby is growing with you and it's not stopping. It's not like you are having uh, a job uh, eight to five and uh, two, day, two days off in a week, no. Yeah. It's like 24 seven work. You have to think about how to develop more, how to grow more, how to do a better plan and how to follow the trends, that, which is one of the things that I'm really proud of. Mm-hmm. We follow every trend that is happening in Iraq. Not politics, of course, but all of the funny trends that is happening. Like what? like um give me some s- sock okay. trend examples uh okay L- you know that the 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 famous uh, picasso painting that it was uh, in ba- uh, i think it was in nasria or baghdad one of the cities in okay. iraq all right i think it was uh, stolen or something like that but okay. it was the original painting and it's worth millions okay so we take the painting and we print it on the socks and we said save millions only 31 uh, dollars <laughs> <but>, um, <tsh. laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, yeah, we follow the, the tra- and uh, wh- because like one of the sad thing about uh, our community is we see a lot of the youth starting their own, b- own businesses, but they are closing it after a few months <laughs> is because the lack of the knowledge of the st- how the starting business should be. And one of the things that I really, really recommend is you have to find yourself in three different circles, which will be in one circle in, at, the, at the end. Is find It have to be something that you have passion for, something that uh, you can make money from it, and something that r- the community is really needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the community needs that product, okay. not that service. That's how you, st- and th- uh, if you find that stuff, That uh, in the three different circles, then you can start your own business and it will not fail. I
0: guarantee 95%. Besides the organizations that you listed, can you list of uh, any sort of individuals or, or, or specific um, other businesses that helped you and New York, you are starting to help along the way for partnerships, maybe for other, you know, uh, young young Kurdish people here who are looking for, to make connections for their small mm. business? If,
1: if I can, if I can, uh, th- uh, like there are s- uh, some specific peoples that I really want to thank them from the bottom of my heart. Uh, Kak uh, Ahmad and Mr. Erbil, yeah. of course, they were very helpful. And uh, Dr. Sam, he's mm-hmm. in China right now. We st- like The first thing that I spent for Namasok was uh, $20 for the website. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was with uh, Dr. Sam and Kaak uh, Akar, Mr. Akar, mm-hmm. he was very helpful. And Mr. Jia, he's my brother-in-law. He's like a brother to me. He helped me a lot.
0: Uh, one thing that you mentioned actually before we turn these microphones on uh, was that you you were you're hoping for a little more support from the public sector for growing businesses. What what is needed? Of course, like
1: uh, I will tell you, uh, when you st- when you uh, like when you tell them about different ideas and about different stuff, they get confused. Mm-hmm. They think that the only company that you should have is a big companies like. Uh, I don't know oil (laughs) uh, every kind of like uh, uh, I was start I was uh, uh, trying to be registered in the in the in the uh, uh, KRI in the in the government I was Mm -hmm. trying to be registered and the 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 employee of the public sector told me you just sell socks why do you need a company Mm. like it's not it's not it's not helpful and I was trying since March March 2022 now we are in uh, january 2023 since march i'm trying to register my company and i didn't finish yet it's a very long process uh and it's not th- it's not that helpful you have to have a lot of patience you have to uh not you have to tolerate a lot mm-hmm. so you can get what you want and the taxes also uh is not is not like uh, is not fair to be mm-hmm. honest yeah you, you will go there and the guy will look at you and say okay you have to pay this okay he was just he's just looking at you and said okay you have to pay this it's not like he's uh, uh, following up with your data nothing yeah.
0: so what is the benefit of even registering as a company here
1: well it's better to deal with uh, because our target is b2b as well mm-hmm. so you cannot just go to a uh, different companies and say oh hey i have a startup when you go and say hey i have a uh, hello i have a company and it it it, it, it it's just you are showcasing and you are marketing yourself better
0: so we're in hopeful hands right now yes. as one of the selling points can you tell me how you first started making connections with some some of the other people at hopeful hands and what is what is that organization
1: well uh, hopeful hand is a very very uh, uh, use, useful for the for the startup ms noor uh, she's she uh, ms noor she's uh, helping us a lot uh, with the, with the, she's very kind. She's uh, supporting us a lot, uh, taking our uh, products and selling it in her shop. It's uh, amazing, and she was our first sell point in Erbil.
0: Yeah, and you collaborate with local artists a lot.
1: Of course, like yeah. uh, we had a we we did a different. Uh, I will, uh, I want to take one minute to say this. We designed a Christmas design says happy new year in kurdish and syrian mm-hmm. we our target uh, was if we reach that target by the end of december we will give some giveaways but uh, thanks to god we reached the target 16 december so we said okay we want to give giveaways and we want to support an, uh, other entrepreneur as well so we gift uh, like uh, i will take uh, one uh, we selected 10 places and we gift them uh, five uh, or f- four pair of socks and they were selecting the price in case, like, uh, as example, if you come to Hopeful Hand and you spend that amount of money, you will get one namo socks as a gift. Mm-hmm. So we gift giveaway to the community and we supported our amazing entrepreneurs as well. And our post for the New Year's Eve was a true selfless act always sparks another.
0: That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm curious because you're, you're trying to establish yourself as an international business, doing more uh, business, for sure. example, with the United States. Um, something that's been in the news recently is uh, uh, the uh, value of the Iraqi dinar. Uh, I'm curious how uh, a currency like that fluctuating so much might affect your ability to uh, do business with like, for example, the the dollar.
1: uh, uh, One thing that I learned in participating in different programs, you have to be flexible Mm -hmm. with the changes that are happening in your business. And the second thing, because I'm lowering expenses as much as I can, uh, that's why it's like it is affecting us, but it's not that much. And because at the beginning we bought... A, l- uh, a really huge amount of fabric and we uh, put it in our warehouse in the, in, in the country and uh, it it, it, is. Is that a non-disclosed location? (laughs) (laughs) Like, it is uh, affecting us a lot. Uh, Mm -hmm. Not a lot, but it is affecting us, but we're still trying to go with the flow, Mm -hmm. and hopefully everything will be uh, as good as before again.
0: Because normally in America, if you're trying to start a small business, you have to establish like a credit line with the bank, but banks here obviously aren't as popular to do. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, it's a cash economy here. So how does like selling uh, locally versus selling internationally affect like Well,
1: uh, uh, we had a, One international uh, customer. We had only one, yeah. We had only one international customer. It was she was from uh, Sweden, and she asked for our socks, and she paid eighty dollar only for the shipping. Oh, and I was so. She said, "I don't, I don't. I I just want to use you. I want to feel the fabric. I want to uh, uh, try Namo socks. I want to see how it goes." And she loved it actually. but yeah, it's it's very hard to deal with the banks. To it's very hard hard to deal with internationals. Like um, I will give you another uh, another sample. When we when I bought the fabric from the U.S., I didn't buy it for, by myself. Mm-hmm. Someone buy it for me in the U.S., and I paid h- his father back. yeah, uh-huh. so yeah, it is very hard. Hopefully, we will reach that one day with no cash. We will be only credit. Uh, but we still have a lot of work to do, but hopefully one day we will reach that as well.
0: Because uh, that's something a lot of Westerners don't understand it about is. here is that, you know, uh, your average Iraqi credit card isn't gonna work on like, for example, an international, like an American website.
1: One of the things that uh, we are trying to do is we have, uh, uh, we trying to be internationally registered, mm-hmm. and because, we, because of our passport, we cannot open an account, a bank account, in U.S. or any other d- uh, your, uh, city in Europe, right. so we have we will have co-founders that they will be in charge for NamoSox Socks. Uh, upon my, uh, like uh, I will be following up with them uh, like a team, uh, but they will be our co-founders in uh, U.S., U.K., and Canada. And they will open an account on. Uh, ba- uh, they will open an account on Amazon or eBay and bank account, and people can pay and take Nama socks easily.
0: So beyond going international, what other uh, hopes do you have for Namo Socks in, like, let's say the next uh, two years?
1: Y- like for, uh, let's say, five years. Uh, one oh, of okay then. Okay. <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> one of uh, our, uh, I think it will be one of our big achievement is uh, the third target, which is B2G, yeah. working with the government by providing socks for Peshmerga or Special Forces and bringing a factory here so we can provide uh, job opportunity
0: for the more youth. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Namu. I appreciate you giving me your time. My pleasure. My pleasure. Cheers. Thanks again to Namo Rasul for allowing us to come over uh, to the Hopeful Hands shop uh, to film and chat with him. Uh, again, I've included a link to Namo Socks below, so be sure to check that out uh, if you want some very comfy and colorful socks. Uh, Inside Kurdistan is brought to you by the Kurdistan Information Network. You can check out our podcast on KurdistanIn.net. Be sure to subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have any questions or comments, you can reach out to us at info at KurdistanIn.net. Thanks so much. I'm Aaron Weintraub, and this is has been Inside Kurdistan.